Hey there, everyone. I have not had a podcast in quite some time, and the reason being is I was sick in the month of December. And yes, it lasted a very long time. I'm still actually recovering from it, and I had a couple of challenges to deal with. But no, I've not abandoned the podcast. And today I want to talk to you about two fundamentals in sales. You could call it two foundations, two fundamentals, two core concepts, whatever fancy word you want to put on it. If you're in direct sales, and by direct sales, you are on commission. So you don't get a salary. If you don't make a sale, you don't get a paycheck. And so you're in direct selling, whether it be in our ESP business or it be in the insurance business, or it could be retail, it could be cars, it could be real estate. If you're in direct sales and you are on commission, then this is going to be perfect for you. So hopefully it will help. So I want to draw through some ideas. So in my business, which I've been running now for 17 years, one of the ways we generate leads is through contests. And so we work with different partners and they people fill out ballots to win contests and all that stuff. And they give us consent to contact them. So what I want to start out with here is how you approach this type of a scenario. And I'll give you an idea of how to scale in the event that you have a different context for how you acquire your leads, because all sales industries have different ways of doing this. Some are exclusively by referrals. Some are through a whole pile of different things. So I want to focus in on what I call low context or low trust environment selling, because that's the hardest environment to sell in because of the fact that they don't know who you are. So when you phone them, they don't know who you are. So that's a difficult or challenging environment to work in. But what are the two fundamentals, foundations, key components that I want to talk about? The first one is predictability, and the second one is volume. And these two words are extremely important in direct selling. If you don't observe these two things very diligently, it will have a very adverse effect on your direct sales business and, of course, on your income. So it's really important to get these things correct. And so the first one here is predictability. What do I mean by that? What I mean is the sales cycle itself is extremely unpredictable. You don't know which customer, which day on the phones, which presentations, which appointments. You don't know which one is going to be the one or the two that you need to get the income that you need to make a living. And so you just don't know. You don't know if Monday is going to be a good day on the phones, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You don't know. Saturday, you don't know which day is going to be good. You don't know which appointment you book is the best appointment. You might have an idea. You'll probably qualify it, try to get a better idea, which is a great idea to do, but you don't have any for sure certainty about that. And so you're looking for customer readiness, people who have the means to do it, people who have the interest to do it, people who are eager to do it. That's what we call high readiness. And then other times you run into people who are not ready. They're not a high degree of readiness. Now, they might have the money, but they haven't done their research or... They've done the research, don't have the money, but all of those factors affect whether or not you get a sale. So even though you did a great presentation and a great connection with the customer, they still might not close the sale if they're not ready. So you have to know customer readiness. But the sales cycle, highly unpredictable. You don't know which day, which week, which month, which customer is going to be good. It's all over the place. It's what we call highly unpredictable. What does that mean? That means if you are going to succeed in direct sales, you must be predictable. You have to be predictable. What do I mean by that? Your behaviors. You cannot work Monday, skip Tuesday, skip Wednesday, work Thursday. The weather's nice outside. Okay, I I live in Alberta. Here in Canada, it's cold. 
in the winter and if it suddenly heats up or you get a Chinook or warm ears, you're like, I'm not going to make calls today, I'm going to go out, or my friend's in town or my relative's in town or my favorite episode of my, my favorite TV series just came out or it's a special sports game. I like to watch tennis. Maybe Novak Djokovic is playing and I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm going to skip my calls today and make it up tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. You can't do that. If you have unpredictable behavior, and we know the sales cycle is unpredictable, the whole thing gets messed up really bad. So you have to be predictable. You have to write that down, tattoo that on your arm, put it on the wall in your office. You have to have office hours. You and I, me too, you, all of us do, we have to have office hours. So one of the temptations when you're self-employed is people join because they want more flexibility in their schedule. It's attractive. Hey, I can do what I want whenever I want. That's just not how life works. While it's true being self-employed, you get more flexibility. One of the things we've discovered over the years is flexibility is not always your friend. Sometimes it's your enemy. Because you can be flexible, you often will become flexible. So if you have the right of flexibility in your schedule because you are self-employed. I'm my own boss. I do what I want. If you have that kind of flexibility, but you don't have the discipline to ignore it when it's available and set it aside as if you had a job. So if you had a job and a friend comes to town and you say, okay, I'm going to take the day off because I'm self-employed. Or if you had a job, you can't do that. You'd be saying, I can't take it off today. I could see you at lunchtime. I could see you after work. It's the same thing if the refrigerator breaks. If you're an employee, you have to go to work, so you have to try to fix it from the office on your breaks. If you're self-employed, you take the day off. So it's this level of inconsistency which makes you highly unpredictable, which leads to chaos in direct selling. So the first axiom, principle, foundational point, if you're in direct selling and you are on commission, the number one thing, it's more important than skill, it's more important than talent, it's more important than all those things, and it's predictability. Set your office hours. Have a morning routine. I get up in the morning. I usually get up at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning at my morning routine. I get the coffee. I make coffee for, for people, and I get into my office, and I'm in my office every single day, even if I don't have a particular agenda that day. I get dressed. I put on work clothes. I don't stay in my PJs. I actually get in my work clothes, I have my coffee, I have my routines, just like having a job, and I go to my home-based office. And I do that intentionally because I put myself into work mode, and you want to get in work mode. A lot of people are in play mode and work mode, and they interplay with each other throughout the day, and this leads to unpredictability, which leads to chaos because we know the sales cycle is chaotic. So it's extremely important that you are predictable in your behaviors. Publish a schedule, plan your work, and execute no matter what. So that's number one. Now, indirect selling, on commission, you uh, volume is the number two thing that you need to be paying attention to. It's extremely important. Now, again, if you're in a business where you're doing referrals, you have what we call a high-quality context. You have a friend or a client who gave you the phone number or referral to their brother, their sister, their best friend. And so you have a high quality context. And so in that case, it's easier to book appointments. It's easier to convert sales. And the whole process of selling speeds up because of trust. And that's the big operative word in all sales today is acquiring trust. If you're in financial services, it's even more important than any other industry. 
But finding trust, building trust, establishing trust, and keeping trust is really important. Now, because a referral is high context, the speed of the transaction speeds up because you don't have to establish who you are. You say, so-and-so referred me to you. Okay, great. Yeah, he told me you were calling. You book a Zoom meeting or go in person or at an office. You come in. There's no questions about credibility because of the trust context. The sale happens usually on the first night, and that's why referrals are so amazing. They have a high conversion rate. But why do they convert? Because it's a high-context lead. So we don't need to know more about that. I mean, we need to know more about how to do better referrals and get more referrals, but everyone understands the concept behind why referrals convert higher. Now, let's shift to a more complicated thing, and this is where volume comes in. So if you have high-context referrals, volume is not as important. Volume will boost your income, but it's not crucial to your success as much as low-context selling. So if you're in an industry where you have, for example, contest-based leads where people enter into a contest and consent to be contacted, this is what we call a low-context or low-trust scenario. The people, when you phone them, even though they gave you consent to call, don't know you're calling, don't know who you are, don't remember where you signed up. This is what we call low-context or low-trust. That's why everything slows down. That's why it's harder to get appointments. It's why people no-show more. You don't get no-shows with referrals very often, but you get no-shows with this low-context, low-trust environment. So really important to understand that. When you have a low-context, low-trust environment, you absolutely need volume of leads. So if you normally buy 50 in a month, you need 150 or 125 or 100, and you have to do a higher volume of calls. Why? Because you don't know which particular customer is going to bite when you book an appointment and you cannot possibly rely on what's called precision selling. So let me give you the formula on how this works. If you're in a low context scenario, which many salespeople are, and even some referral environments can be low context because it's a little bit distant, not up close. And so it could apply to you as well. So the rule of thumb is very simple. In this type of low context, low trust selling, you have to establish trust. But because they don't know who you are, volume becomes your best friend, volume of leads and volume of phone calls and volume of appointments. Why? You're going to have some no-shows, some cancellations. You're going to absorb the lack of trust until you can find the group of customers who are ready to buy, but it requires volume. When your volume is low, okay, you have low volume, you are entering into what we call precision selling. You're basically telling yourself, even though this is a low-context, low-trust scenario, you're telling yourself that you're good enough that if you talk to two people, you're going to book two appointments and get two sales. And that's just not how it works in this environment of low-context and low-trust selling. So the lower your volume, you are now putting yourself into what we're leaning on, precision selling. And you have to be one of the most gifted salespersons in existence in order to have low volume and low context at the same time and be a precise seller and be so good at what you do that you don't need any volume. And I have not met anyone like that. And I've been in sales now for 24 years. I've traveled the country. I've done sales seminars. I've trained lots of salespeople. I have met lots of gifted people, but no one that gifted with these low context, low trust leads to have also low volume. So what you do when you have low volume is you increase your stress because you are now relying on fewer opportunities or fewer hooks in the water, and you're now relying on 
your precise skill in order to get the appointment. And the third thing that starts happening is you start to pin your hopes to that one signing. How many sales reps have I talked to, including myself over the years, where things weren't going well, but you had two signings that you had to go to to sign, and you were pinning your hopes to those two signings and all both canceled on you. Or you have one deal that looks really good and you're holding out and it's a few months down the road because they're not ready to start and you don't, you're pinning your hopes to it. You don't want to pin your hopes to any particular customer or opportunity. You want to follow them all up, of course, but you want to pin your hope to volume. So if you're in a low context, low trust environment, I'm giving you an example of contest-based leads in which they give you consent to contact them about something else. In this environment, volume is your friend. And so you need volume because if you don't, your pressure is going to go up. You're going to start pinning your hopes to a sale or a customer. And while that will occasionally work out, that is not a long-term strategy for success. So if you're in a high-context, high-trust sales environment, then you have trust. The conversion rate of those leads is high. The enjoyment is high. It's going to work great. If you are like most salespeople in a low-context, low-trust environment, car dealership would be a prime example of this, or any type of other type of contest-based items, car sales aren't like that, but if you're in a different industry that's built on some other concept, ask yourself the question, is this a, a, a weak or, or low context? And if it is, it's low trust. You depend on volume of leads and phone calls in order to absorb the lack of trust. So remember, low volume creates high stress because you're leaning on precision selling. You start to pin your hopes to a few sales, and that very often or most of the time does not work out. And of course, your results go down. So really important, don't be afraid to invest in your business to boost your lead volume in the low context scenario. It's extremely important that you do that if you're going to have long-term success. So these two principles of predictability and volume in selling is important, but no matter what sales environment you're in, ask yourself the question, am I in a high context contact situation If you are, that's a high trust situation. It's going to speed up the whole sales process and probably get incredibly high conversion rates. If you're like many sales reps in a low context, low trust environment, don't don't make the mistake of lowering the volume because your stress level will soar. You won't enjoy what you're doing very much and you'll get yourself into a lot of trouble. So volume uncovers ready customers and we don't know who they are until we meet them But the higher the volume, you're bound to run into them by sheer probability. You just have to understand the math. Hopefully you enjoyed this. It's important to understand these principles. Low context, low trust, you need high volume. If you don't do it, you're relying on precision selling, pinning your hopes to a few. Results will go down and you will be frustrated. Direct selling works. It's an amazing lifestyle and career to have. You must have predictability and you must have volume. Thank you.